We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often an hour's. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one day rule on its head and offer back to back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code datable and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. The Dateable Podcast features real stories from real people of how they make modern dating work, or not. I'm your host, Yue, former dating coach turned dating insider, if you will. On each episode, you'll hear commentary from my producer, Julie Kraftchik, and other surprise co-hosts. This episode of Dateable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. 500 Brunches connects like-minded people with similar interests to meet in real life over brunch. You answer a quick questionnaire about your interests and how you spend your time, and then they'll match you in small groups of six to eight at a brunch spot in San Francisco. Get a free entry into a brunch now by signing up at 500brunches.com and using the code DATEABLE. Welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. And you know, with modern dating, these new terms come out pretty much every week. And sometimes I just have no idea what they're talking about. First, there was ghosting. I think that was like the trendy word of 2016. And this year, a few new words came out, um, including benching and breadcrumbing. And now there's zombieing. Let me go through all the definitions because it has to do with our guest today. Her name is Farah. She's been in San Francisco for seven years. She's single, originally from Dallas, and she's in her mid-30s. She came to us and said, guys, I keep on getting breadcrumbed. What is the deal? Are these guys not interested at all, or is it just bad timing? So we're going to get to the bottom of this. But I also have a guest host with us today. His name is Rich. He's a former guest who is also recently married. Congratulations. And he is really interested in this relationship coaching space. And he has lots of very insightful thoughts. Like Julie and I just love talking to Rich because he really offers great insight. So we brought Rich back to talk to Farah about breadcrumbing. But first, Rich is like, what the hell is breadcrumbing? So let me (laughs) (laughs) typical (laughs) typical married man. You don't know what's up. So let me go through um, exactly what the terms are. First, there was ghosting. According to Urban Dictionary, ghosting is the act of suddenly disappearing from someone that you've been dating. So it's just cutting off all communication. So we're 
we know that ghosting is the ultimate douchey move. Mm -hmm. Then we have what's called benching. Benching is when you put someone on the back burner, okay? And there's absolutely no movement in the relationship going forward or going back. You text them just enough to keep them around because you're getting them warmed up in case they're up to bat. Okay, so that's benching. <laughs> then there comes breadcrumbing. So this is, I was really curious, what's the difference between breadcrumbing and benching? Julie and I had this conversation last week. We were like, what is that? What is that difference? The difference is breadcrumbing is a sneakier way of benching someone where, according to the Urban Dictionary, it's the act of sending out flirtatious but non-committal text messages, aka breadcrumbs, or the act of low effort attempts to just keep someone around. But here's a kicker. Every time this person comes around, either with a text message or a hangout, it's very mixed signals because each time they're affectionate with their with their text messages or with their advances. So it's really confusing because you may not hear from this person for a long time, but then they come back and they act like they're in love with you. So this is breadcrumbing is the ultimate offense where you feel like there's hope. Farrah right. shaking her head. Farrah's uh, like, <laughs> I know what's up. explanation. <laughs> and, and just because I mentioned zombieing, I'll, I'll just tell you quickly what that is. Uh, zombieing is when you're in a relationship with someone, they ghost on you and then come back and want to resurrect that relationship mm. much later in, in life, which I think is just called life. I don't know. <laughs> How's that zombieing in general? I feel like that happens all the time. So Farrah, let's go to you because you told us that breadcrumbing is something you experience all the time. Yes. Tell I us do. about why or what's happening here. If I knew why, I probably wouldn't be here. But, <laughs> <laughs> but what's been happening is just like you said, I mean, you may have these men who, and I think it's really typically the alpha males, mm -hmm. the men who are very um, egocentric, ego driven, and they really want to put you in the beta kind of um, arena. So I think of everything as B, right? Back burner, breadcrumbing, beta, right? <laughs> <laughs> it all kind of falls into that that category. So these men, they're usually, you know, founders, CEOs, um, sale, you know, business development type of people. And yeah, they think, oh, well, it's like you said, it's similar to benching, but what they do is they call you, you know, sweet names mm. and sweetheart, darling, you know, of course I want to see you. It's just, it's my schedule. I can't, you know, it's my job. I'm so sorry. And then you go, well, yeah, but my friend saw you the other day you know, with another <laughs> girl. So what is going on here? So yeah, that's, those are kind of some of the experiences. I've so had. this is happening to you on a regular basis? Fairly regularly. I would say like, uh, every couple months when a new guy comes in, you know, they like the pursuit, they like the chase, they like being the alpha male. And naturally I'm like, well, if you like hoops, here's a couple. So I throw them out there <laughs> like, well, you know, we have a high bar. We have to have a high standard, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then when you go, okay, great. I think this is a guy that I really want to invest in. And as soon as I reach that point, all of a sudden work gets in the way, things mm. get busy and you go, well, well then what happened here? What's going on? So, yeah. So when you put them, when you put them through hoops mm -hmm. and then you're, you reach a point where you're ready to pursue something, mm -hmm. what are sort of the signals or what are some of the words you're saying to them to show them that? Good question. So for me, it's not so much about the words so much as it is like, physical affection, not talking about the other stuff, but just, okay, I'm ready. And just letting them know, hey, I really like you. I really, you know, I'm, uh, this is something that I want to pursue and I can't wait to see you. So, you know, just getting more excited mm -hmm. about seeing them again. And then all of a sudden it's, oh, I'm, I'm too busy. What's an example of like someone that you've been with that, like how they've come back? Like, is it always just in like a sexual nature? Do they come back as friends? Like what's kind of been your experience? It's all of the above. You know, uh, and again, it's very situational, mm -hmm. right? Um, I'm also Persian, so um, it also happens within the Persian community as well. It's a really small community okay. in the Bay Area. So it's kind of like porcupines trying to mate. <laughs> you have to do it really carefully. <laughs> Otherwise, you are definitely going to get, you know, stung. So everyone, and, and in that respect, I kind of get it. You know, right. you're like, well, I like this person, but I'm not sure where the push-pull is. Mm -hmm. uh, but outside of the community, it's, you know, like you said, it's, it's just, hey, how's it going? Hey, I think I saw you at this place or 
whatever excuse. Maybe they're lying about it. Who right. knows? So they just make up an excuse to get back in touch. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Or they'll ask for help. Hey, I know that you're really helpful with XYZ. Can you help me with this? And naturally, I'm the kind of person who likes to help my friends, mm -hmm. people in my life. So as I yeah. help them, then it kind of builds on top of that. And then all of a sudden, they skedaddle and, you know, like, oh, I'm too Work hard. help or like other types? Help. Any type of help, whether okay. it's family or work. Uh -huh. work. Yeah, That's so right. especially in my line of work, mm -hmm. then, you know, I have some significant pull when it comes to right. um, the fact like if they're founders and they need to find people to work mm. for them, hey, can you help me with this? Um, so that's happened as well. Have you ever breadcrumbed someone else? Uh, hopefully not. I don't think I <laughs> I'm usually very straightforward. I'm very much the clear cut, I like you, let's do this. Mm -hmm. And then they freak out. And so I don't know if this is a Bay Area thing because when I was in Dallas, this was never an issue. But coming to the Bay Area, it's almost like people are afraid of catching a feeling. Right. You know? Oh. Have you ever been explicit with them about how you feel? Yeah. So what's happened ha in, in the past is, so I'll give you an example. There's a guy who's a founder, and uh, he coined this term amongst friends um, called ambiguidates. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's wow. that yes. goes with zombieing benching goes. Yeah, exactly. Just call us Hasbro. I mean, apparently we're naming games here all the time. So, <laughs> so apparently with the ambiguity date, because he's a founder, he goes on these like interviews slash dates slash I don't know what, and then he makes it he purposefully makes it ambiguous. I don't really know what's going on here. Oh. Um and I didn't find this out until after things happened with him, but um, he attempted to date me along with these other women. And I was like, no, bro, this is just, it's not going to happen. Cause what he was trying to do is he was just trying to sleep with me. And I'm just not that kind of person. Mm -hmm. And uh, I kept shutting it out and shutting it out. And finally I said, you know what? I like this guy, but I don't, maybe there's something wrong with him. Maybe this is just standard operating procedures. So I very bluntly went to him. And I said, look, I do like you and I'd like to get to know you better. And so he said, okay, let's talk. So we talked about it and he, he kept talking about how physically attractive I am. Mm. And then, and I, it, it got to the point where I said, uh, like, like, could you please stop? This is actually making me uncomfortable right now. And then he goes, I really like you. Um, but I'm not emotionally attracted to you. Wow. And I go, Huh? Attracted. Like, now keep in mind, I have friends who are family therapists who are counselors, and I brought this to them, and they go, What does that mean? I go, Well, if you don't know what it means, then I have no clue what's going on. Yeah, back in the day it was trendy to say <clears throat> not emotionally available, not right. emotionally um, right. what was it like my emotional currency is um is empty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It is right. something like that, but emotionally attra emotional attraction. Now keep in mind, we've never gone on a date. Oh. He had tried to sleep with me a couple times. Again, this is part of the community. See people out in parties and right. people get a little weird and right, you go, right. oh, no, I'm not going upstairs with you. I'm right. not that kind of girl. Thank right. you very much. Mm -hmm. uh, how could you even know me on an emotional level when we've never right. even gone on a date? So to me, that's just a an excuse to not. Wow, I'm so sorry to hear that. Rich, uh, what do you think is happening here? Uh, I think that you, unfortunately, have run into a string of people that... <laughs> are just not in the place of wanting a serious relationship, yeah. but they also are not mature enough to, to, I guess, go about treating you the right way and having those conversations in the right way. So when I was dating and I wanted to be more serious with someone, I would lead by saying, hey, I want to get to know you better. Hey, we should go on a date. Hey, I was very explicit about that up front. But at some point you said you were a serial dater. So yes. when you were serial dating, mm -hmm. now you know the definition of breadcrumbing. Yes. Are you guilty of no, doing something like that? Absolutely not. Because mm. as soon as I knew that I was not attracted to her in, mm -hmm. in any capacity, I would either call her and tell her mm -hmm. or meet up with her and tell her in person. Right. I would not do it through a text message. I would not vanish from the face of the planet. Mm -hmm. you know? And so I, I, I thought that at the very least, she deserved the respect of, of knowing so why why do you think these men are doing this to Farah? Do you think also do you think they're doing this to other women too? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the yeah. only reason they try it with you is because it works <laughs> with somebody. <laughs> exactly, right. exactly. Um, but at the same time, uh, I think I so I really believe that for people that are extremely career focused, you often don't make time to to introspect. You you often don't make time to get to know yourself and what you want and where you're at. And um, if there's one thing I know about founders, especially here in the Bay Area, <laughs> is that they don't have time for a relationship. Totally. And, even, and even in the VCs that I've heard speak, they don't even really condone it. 
uh, because from a VC, they want their return on investment. Right. And as a founder, that means your your business is your baby. Your That's business your is your relationship. Yeah. And we had, you know, we've had founders on the show. Josh Rasmussen um, was, you know, came on the show and he basically, his whole episode was, I'm not dateable. I don't have time to date. I live at my office. My kids are my employees. I'm married to my work. And guess what? His episode airs. 50 women contacted him or like, I'm going to change your mind. You should give yep. me a chance. Literally yeah, right than any other guy we've he, had on the show. He still gets hit up all the time. So I really think, yes, I think it's a very douchey move to breadcrumb someone. But they're breadcrumbing because it works. Like we were saying, it works on somebody. Somebody is disrespecting themselves enough to let this happen to them. So we need to stop this on a very personal level. We need to individually stop people from disrespecting our time. But Farah, I want to ask you, what are these? I mean, you're obviously attracted to men who are um, alpha. They, they have their careers together. What other personalities are you attracted to? Um, I would say, obviously, men who are more introspective, believe it or not, even though that's like not the, the go-to as, as far as San Francisco dating is concerned. I mean, you know, I think when you ask anybody, you know, what traits are you looking for? No one's going to say, I want a guy who cheats on me, who's going to lie to me, who's going to do all of those things. So, I mean, those things are definitely, okay, let's, let's put that aside. Yes, I want someone to be respectful and kind and caring. But for me, yeah, I do want the picket fence and the husband and the kids and all of those things. But the reason why I like the alpha male is because I'm also very career focused and driven and I like to support and help and actually have more of a partnership with someone as opposed to just being that beta that just sits back and goes, okay, whatever you want, you know, I'll mm-hmm. just do. That's not how I've been successful in my career and in my life. So that's why I'm attracted to, to so that. Do you think men feel that's like competing to them? Do you guys have any thoughts on that? So the thing about being an alpha is that there isn't room for someone else next to you, right? You're, you're the alpha for a reason. When, when, when you think of it in terms of, of packs of dogs, one of them is in charge. Right. <laughs> and, and, and the only way that changes is when they fight about it. And then whoever wins the fight becomes the next alpha, right? Yeah. And so mm. when you think about that in terms of people and the way we, we act and, and sort of the way we, we draw our boundaries and things, it just seems like their priorities are such that running their business and being a founder and focusing on their career is at the very top of that. Yeah. However, I will say that as a man, something that I have thought and felt for a very long time is that I don't want to find myself in a relationship until I feel personally that I am in a place where I can support her. Absolutely. Right. A, a lot of men, men feel that way. Exactly. We've all, I mean, yes. relationships end because that's not where they're at, like right. alone. Yeah. So, so here's, that's an interesting point because if you look at the founders in San Francisco, and I'm talking about men and women, let's not, you know, only talk about men, male founders. Mm-hmm. There's this idea of a public alpha persona and an authentic alpha. So I think a lot of founders are fake it till you make it. They have Mm -hmm. to portray a very alpha personality when they're out in public. Mm -hmm. And some actually aren't real alphas authentically. I mean, just thinking about Josh, he's very alpha in a public setting, but you know, at home, he's like, when I want someone else to tell me what to do because I spent my entire day making decisions, making decisions. <laughs> I want to come home and I don't want to be an alpha. So the, I guess the question is for you, Farah, are you basically attracting and attracted to these sort of public alpha figures? I think in, on a certain level, yes. Um, for me, it doesn't matter like what their public persona is in terms of like their celebrity level as if you will I just really don't care I don't want some people knocking on my door but I don't know um but yeah I think on a certain level definitely for sure because I've had men who are more on the beta more you know laid back come after me and I go oh honey you can't handle me so it's just not gonna work like you are a sweetheart but you know I will crush you I will totally crush you So, so I let me Meet Rich. Rich is married. But I would I would define you, I would say you're alpha because you do take charge, but you're not like an overt public alpha. You don't 
walk into a bar and be like, you, me, go. Throw her over the shoulder. But also Rich would never breadcrumb someone or ghost them. So I think you need to find someone like him. So where do we find men like you? I guess that's a question. Do you have a brother, Rich? (laughs) (laughs) Evidently, I need to take a bag. A clone. So when when I was dating and I was frustrated with the quality right, mm-hmm. of, of the dating pool, mm-hmm. what I would do is is take that and sort of think about it and and meditate on it, and I would sort of apply filters to the yeah. next person. And what I tried to do was get to a point, and this is kind of scientific in a way, and as a programmer, I tend to think about things like that, um, but I, I, I said, okay, for the next woman that I date, I want to take less time figuring out if she is the one or not, because I don't want to, because I'm not getting any younger yeah, and, and neither is she. And, and out of respect for everyone's time, right. Mm-hmm. I, I want to know sooner than right. later. And so what I would like to do is afterwards, take, take some time to really think about that relationship and what went wrong and how mm-hmm. I met her and a little bit more about myself. Like, okay, maybe I don't like women really who are this way. Maybe, right. Maybe I'm not really ready to date yet because of X, Y, Z, but I, you know, the only way you realize those things, right, is when you, is when you take a second to digest it. And so for me, I would sort of apply these, these, these filters and then kind of look through this lens and then, and Mm. then try to make those determinations a little sooner. Mm -hmm. And, and, and unfortunately it means that you wind up going through that. And, and as a recruiter, right, you, you know, you, yeah. it's, it's like, well, you I have a lot of those conversations. Too, by the way, just so you know. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so, so, but you have a lot of these conversations where yeah. it's like, hi, my name is Farah, and mm-hmm. this is what I'm into. And this is what I do for a living. And you get, you get, honestly, you get tired. fatigued. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but we should work on getting these filters for you. Let's think about that, right? Because when you, for these men that you're attracted to, mm-hmm. do they tell you pretty early on that they're not ready for a relationship? Never, really? And, so and if you ask them, they'll tell you that they're ready? Yeah. Or yeah, they'll tell me some form of absolutely. And, you know, and then they'll just kind of go on that, that path, uh, you know, and, and by the way, it's, it's, it goes both ways. I don't really pursue oftentimes they pursue me uh-huh. and so you go whoa, whoa whoa I clearly have a reputation of this is you know there is this way she's looking for this so mm-hmm. usually it's through friends so friends already know and they've given them the forewarning hey she's looking for something serious she doesn't right. date very often right. so they already know so it's almost like I'm the challenge and that they right. want to like go oh okay well that's okay so that's interesting because Rich you said when you were dating you also felt like you also told women you were ready for a relationship when you weren't because at the time you didn't know you weren't ready right. for a relationship. I I yeah. I wanted to be. Yes, right. exactly. <laughs> so these men could be well-intentioned. Maybe mm-hmm. they are right. looking for a relationship. Then what's that next red flag that we can look for? So I think in, in any situation, the best thing to kind of do is to try to ask better questions. Mm, right? yeah. Add okay. better, more pointed questions. Get to the point sooner. Such uh, as? Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Such as... Uh, how do you see us interacting together as a couple? How yeah. much time do you see yourself yep. spending with me? That's a good one. Together? Do you think that's too early? No, never. No. I think that's uh-uh. the point, like to no. it earlier. <laughs> so, so never. I'm divorced. Okay. And I would say that day well, one. You recently married, divorced prior divorced. to that. Not like you just got married <laughs> divorced, divorced a while ago. That's the fastest marriage ever. You're giving but, Kim Kardashian <laughs> her money. Yeah. Okay. But, but, but I thought in my mind, okay, that is probably a deal breaker for many, many women. And so I would throw that out early because if that's not going to work for you, then you should know right away. And then again, we can save each other time. Yeah, I think it might be the, like, I don't know, obviously the conversations you have fully, Mm -hmm. but like if you ask like someone or like say what you're looking for and then it's something they can just easily agree with, you don't get that same depth. But if you ask more of the details and Mm -hmm. I think like you'll be able to tell a little more like what, and also what a relationship means to them. Yeah, Yeah, that's actually a better Mm -hmm. question. Mm -hmm. What does a relationship mean to you? Mm -hmm. How would you define relationship? I also love Rich's question. How much time do you see us spending together? Well, especially with founders. Huge one. Yes. How much time can you give me and how often can I see you? I have a question. What are you looking for in a relationship? Good because, question. Because if you can understand that, then you yeah. can you can draw questions from it right. that that sort of inform whether or not this man will work for you yeah. and work with your with your idea of what 
the relationship is that you're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, I'm not the kind of woman that's going to just sit home, pop out kids and do the whole nuclear family thing. I right. think it's great if that's what you want. It's mm -hmm. not something that works for me. Mm -hmm. I'm just too worky of a person. Mm -hmm. I will love my children till the day I die when mm -hmm. I have them. But mm -hmm. uh, in the meantime, the husband needs to also be aware of that, be supportive of that. And mm -hmm. I will be his number one cheerleader. It's okay, not just a cheerleader, but actual support mm -hmm. and actual help. You know, that's something that I love about relationships is I'm in it to win it with my partner. Let's do this. Like, right. let's, you know, yeah. buckle up. Let's go. Yeah. That's just who I am as a person. And even with my friends, I mean, they'll come to me all the time and ask for advice. And I am on it as soon as I can answer the question. I'm not the kind of person that just delays. It's right. okay. This person is significant mm -hmm. in my life. They need my help. They're getting it full force. I give them everything and then we're good. So yeah, that's that answers the question. What about romantically? How do you see yourself interacting with your future boyfriend? Yeah, that's also a great question because I mean, I've, I've seen and had it all right. I've had like, you know, let's do the romantic trips to Napa and have all the gorgeous whatevers. Um, for me, that doesn't really matter as much. It's more about the little things of just appreciation and caring and, you know, just being told like, I love you and I appreciate you and thank you. Thank you. I think goes a long way. Mm -hmm. so. so it's probably good to bring up the five love languages. Mm -hmm. You know, how, how do you like to be appreciated and how does the other person like to show their appreciation? Mm -hmm. That's also important to know. I think just asking those pointed yeah. questions in those first couple of dates, you'll really get to the bottom of this because I think um, we've talked about this in a few episodes. People think they want something but they don't know how to articulate it. Yeah. So yes, they can say, yes, I want this. Yes, I want a relationship. Yes, I want a family. Yes, I want kids. Mm -hmm. But they can't articulate how and when they're going to get there. Absolutely. So I think those are the better questions to ask. It's about the process of getting to these goals. So I totally get like how you have a certain type. I totally understand that. But have you thought about deviating from that type or taking qualities yeah. of that type? I've done it doesn't work for me. It just doesn't work. I've tried and had lovely dates with some lovely gentlemen, but at the end of the day, I'm just, I can't be me around them, which mm -hmm. is, I like to be vivacious and funny and, right. you know, just be this big personality. That's just who right. I am. Right. And if they can't match or at least compliment mm -hmm. that, it's not going to work. They just kind of are a little too withdrawn, a little too wallflowerish. That just doesn't work for me. I get that. But to mm -hmm. me, that sounds more like a personality trait than mm -hmm. like an occupation. I totally get like oh, some occupation. Yeah. Like, I oh, guess, like, in oh, yeah. <laughs> I did. Doctors, lawyers, engineers. I'm Persian. Those are the main three. <laughs> three main groups. Yeah. Like, so you're not trainers. sold just on. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. That's just the, the typical type that's attracted to me and that I happen to be attracted Got to. It. Got it. Um, I'm not married to any one of those. Like, if they don't do this or they don't. And I know women who are like that who mm -hmm. go. I, I know a woman who said once, if he didn't go to MIT undergrad, but he went to MIT graduate school. I'm not dating him. Interesting. I've That's, actually heard. I've actually heard women say that too. Yeah. 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 About the undergrad. Yeah. It's has, wacky. It's so wacky. So, I know. I'm not like that by any means. Huh. But yes, I. Okay. But you're school. open to grad school at MIT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. I can even help with the debt. So let's like let's just work on that together. So I have a question. How do you how do you meet these guys exactly? Usually through friends. Yeah, yeah, through friends or going out to parties and. Um, I've tried online dating and I've, uh, actually that's the reason why I ended up in San Francisco because my then boyfriend and I met online, we mm. dated long distance and I came out to San Francisco. So I'm oh, open to that. Wow, he's okay. still a significant part of my life. I love oh, him to death and he's yeah. married with three gorgeous children. Wow. His wife is lovely and she's a much better fit for him <laughs> than, than me. So, okay. you know, it ended was up that your last relationship? No, it wasn't. So that was, that was seven years ago. Um, tell oh, us about your last relationship. Oh God, that was, <laughs> that was me, um, going, okay. So let's go back to the relationship before that. And then you'll, then you'll get a better sense of how I ended up where I am. So, um, some friends of mine set me up with their cousin and he lived in DC. So we had a long distance relationship. And again, we had all these conversations. Okay. Are, am I going to move out there? Are you going to move here? Great. We even did a photo shoot in LA as like, okay, when we get engaged, these are going to be the photos that we're going to send out to all our friends wow. and family. We took the photos. I broke up with them four days later. Wow. 
He was so mean to me and I didn't know what was going on. I mean, it was just, it was to the degree that I just said, I, I, this is something is really bad. Um, Nine months later, I start dating somebody else. And while I'm dating him, one of my friends goes, um, Hey, Farah, um, I have some news for you. And I go, what? And she goes, your ex is engaged. I go, excuse me, what are you talking about? And so then of course, I mean, the FBI ain't got nothing on a woman with a plan. And when she's like, what is going on? So I did my digging. And as it turns out, he was cheating on me and I didn't know. And I thought, well, this is a cousin of like a really good friend of mine. They would know what was going on with this guy. And so he was seeing her and um, he even like brought her over here when I was having surgery one time to know that I wasn't actually going to be out and about. Yeah, I, it's crazy. Wow. So yeah, so that, so that happened. I find out, and then I made a pact with myself, and I said, okay, I'm dating this guy right now. I'm going to make this work no matter what. I can make anything work. Right? <laughs> this is the alpha female in me going, yep. I can do this. I can conquer the world. And so I ended up having this relationship that ended up being about four years, and it was just up and down, up and down, break up, get back together, just yep. tried everything, and it just, it just didn't work. And he recently... On Saturday, actually, a few days before for this, um, just blew up my phone and was like, well, good luck finding your beta male. And I'm like, okay, you know. So this so, ended recently? It No, it ended back in February. Okay, so this year. year. So this year. Mm. I would still be in touch a little yeah. bit. And he tried to, he's been trying to tempt me to go to Hawaii with him. Oh. And I'm like, no, it's yeah. not a good idea. Yeah. And. So I have a question because I have a theory, but I want to ask you a question first. Okay, <laughs> Do you, like what happens when these people reappear? Like, what is your reaction? Not this guy, just like these great questions. Yeah, yeah. I try to be open about it. I'm like, how is it that I can help you today? <laughs> What's going on here? Just to, I, I find that the best thing to do is when you're open, just, you know, instead of asking leading questions, let them open up the conversation, mm-hmm. let them lead. And then I can take away the nuggets that I need to figure out, okay, what's really going on here? Yeah. I've never really, aside from this guy, I've never taken a guy back. It just doesn't happen. If, because I try everything possible to make it work. Communicate. Let's do these things. Do you want to see therapy? What do you want to do? But, but when they you, reach out, you are receptive to that. Absolutely. And then do yeah. you call them out on it? Um, In a nice way. In a, in a okay, well, you know, it didn't work out for these reasons. Mm-hmm. Are we going to address that? And then they usually revert back to making excuses and blaming it on me. And I go, okay, no, this is really not. Right. This is not okay. This is for these people that you've just like dated a couple times and breadcrumbs. Or eat well, or ex-boyfriends, you know, okay. guys that I've been serious with. And even yes, the breadcrumbs too. <laughs> so I have a theory, because I've okay. been here. So I think that you said something really key that you will because you're an alpha woman, you will do anything to make it work. Mm-hmm. And I've been there before. And like, I think like the, that's when the up and down relationships happen. And when you let people back into your life. And I think that's why the breadcrumbing is happening. Cause they know subconsciously that you'll be there and you'll be open to it mm-hmm. because you want to make it work with them. That makes sense. So I think there's like something that's like they, and I think also it depends. I, I mean, in the past I've had this happen and like, I think there's certain men that think that it's like almost like a challenge. Like, is she going to reply? Is she not going to reply? Let's mm-hmm. see what happens. Yeah. And it's coming from a place of ego, not from a place of like genuine, like I want to like get back together with this person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think so much of it's how you react. So maybe if I know it's hard because I'm this way too, it's like yeah. you want to be like, give people the second chance and the benefit of the doubt. But I think like if maybe if you stop doing that, mm-hmm. you won't have people breadcrumbing as much yeah. and you'll attract people like, rich or other men <laughs> not rich because he's married but he's clone, <laughs> but like people that would never do this because that's just right. not the person they are and they'll see that you're not the person that will take it totally so do you ever uh have a gut feeling about these guys the first time around that for how he spoke or his tone that mm-hmm. one time or something that he said or the way he looked at me this guy's not the one yeah. and then have them reach out to you later and then still be receptive to it no, I mean, I, I'm usually pretty good at reading people mm-hmm. normally, mm-hmm. right, for work and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to these guys, I think because I'm even so jaded that I you know, put up my own walls, so it's really hard to read sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I, I mean, I hate to say it, but like something that I have 
tried to get better at is literally pruning those types of people out mm -hmm. of my life mm -hmm. and and just getting better at setting those boundaries mm -hmm. and and either making you work harder to break through the boundary or not even giving you the time of day yeah, yeah. um and and that i would say that is a rule i try to live by even outside of my you know full mm -hmm. romantic relationships it's just you know if this is who I am. These are my values. This is what it takes to be in my life because I have so many other things going on. And if you can't meet the base criteria here, then you should just go look elsewhere. But the way I tend to communicate that is with radio silence. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they don't deserve true. your time. Yeah. Back to, um, I want to go back to when you're first dating these guys and you You've said this a couple times. You're a challenge to them. You put them through hoops. Mm -hmm. Explain more about what that means. So part of that is what Rich just said, which was holding things back and not being as, not that I'm not open, but just going, okay, I'm not going to be as affectionate and warm and kind and caring as I normally would to people in my inner circle. Mm -hmm. You need to prove yourself. Mm -hmm. If you don't prove yourself, I'm just like, like you said, like, why am I even here? You know, mm -hmm. time is such a valuable resource. It's the only resource you can't buy or make or create, you know, mm -hmm. it's just, and I'd rather spend time with people who love me. Then mm -hmm. why would I spend time with this person here? So so that's one challenge. Uh, and then the second is actually physically seeing me. It's, hey, you know what? I'm busy too, and I know you're busy, so I need you to work around my schedule. Mm. So that's another tactic that I use, and I know that's not, no, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's okay, if you want me, uh, you need to fit into my schedule. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to just fit into your schedule. So that's usually a big one with founders especially. Um, if they can't fit into my schedule, I'm like, well, they probably just don't have the time to date. So mm -hmm. I try to get it. To the end of the get-go. So I have a couple things to say about that. We also have girlfriends who are who put men through hoops in the beginning and pre pre um, present these obstacle courses of sorts. And then once the guy goes through the obstacle course and they get the girl, they suddenly realize she is way too high maintenance for me. Yeah. If I carry on this relationship, this is going to be way too yeah. much effort. Yeah. Look how much effort it took yeah. for me to get here. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to bow out. When you're in the mindset of me versus you, you have to prove yourself to me. You have to um, show that you you want to spend time with me. Then it puts the guy or whoever you're dating on the offense, right? Mm -hmm. So then instead of ch thinking about challenging them in the beginning, what about just think about your, your, you two as a team and working on could we work, make this work? Right. So maybe letting go of some of those walls in the beginning yep. and being that warm, friendly, affectionate person from, from the get-go. Now, you have to have standards. It's not sure. that you are letting go of your standards, mm -hmm. but you're letting your true self come out earlier and being vulnerable earlier. So then these guys won't feel like you're some sort of prize they're trying to win. Right, right. Because well, that's that's the type you're attracting right that's now. That's what I was going to say. I totally agree with everything you said. I think yeah, there's two okay. things. Like, the guy that's that, like, alpha, like, I want to win this challenge. That's who's going to actually do this. And the guy that wants a relationship is going to say, this girl's not open and move on. Yeah. That's what I would think. Okay. Is that I shouldn't have to work so hard to break through these layers. I mm -hmm. wish she were just a little more genuine and right. upfront with me. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know if this is going to be worth the time, you know? And yeah, so I, I, yeah. I would definitely be thinking those things. And I think that's great advice, uh, especially because, you know, I think much of what I was saying kind of, kind of is in the same realm of this is who you are. And the sooner this person gets to see that, the sooner they get to sort of know if they can see themselves with you. Right. Yeah. And I think the more genuine you are upfront to the more of, of who they are, you can get to see. Um, and likewise, if they have the same barriers and the same walls and they're just mm -hmm. difficult to talk to and to deal with and to meet with, then maybe they aren't worth your time either. You know, so. Absolutely. But being vulnerable in the beginning is so hard for everyone to do, but it's yeah. key because when you become vulnerable, the other person becomes vulnerable too. Sure. And I think what happens in this, in this modern date of dating is that Women have their shit together. I get it. You have your shit together. You've worked really hard to get where you are. So when you date these other men who also have their shit together, it becomes a competition of, well, I have my shit together, so I'm busy all the time. So you're going to have to fit into my schedule, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. It, com 
yeah. becomes competitive in mm-hmm. a way. Like it's almost like both parties are trying to prove something to each other. When at the end of the day, it's great you have your shit together, but yeah. you're looking for a partner, mm-hmm. a partner who has your best interests at heart. Not so much, oh, can I, uh, can I be at your level when it comes to having my life together? Of course they should have their life together, but do they want to create a life with you? I think that's the ultimate question. Mm-hmm. So being vulnerable in the beginning and just saying, I, I'm totally fine being by myself. Like I'm totally fine as an independent woman, but I do think being in a relationship enhances who I am. Right. And I'm so, looking for a partner to, to help me with that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I have weaknesses. I'm vulnerable and I'm looking for someone to complement those qualities. Let's start with Rich. What are your takeaways from this? I kind of wish we we had maybe another hour to talk. Right? <laughs> I, I, well, honestly, though, I have so many more questions about the guys and their profiles. Oh, and I could come back. We can have <laughs> round two. Because, because I feel like it just, you know, talking about how most of them are very accomplished and very mm-hmm. career focused and oftentimes don't have time to, to sort of date. I, th- I think there's something else there that, that, that is, that we're missing that can sort of help at least, you know, give you a little more to walk away from. There are so many of them who, who just seem very non-committal, but yeah. also like non-willing to be vulnerable, non-willing to compromise with you, non-willing to, to just be honest and upfront with you. And the unfortunate thing that, that I've come to learn is that a lot of people are very selfish. And sometimes when you are so highly accomplished, that is sometimes that is what it takes to get there. Yes. Right? And, 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 and unfortunately, in order to be in a successful relationship, you need to learn to set the ego aside. You need yeah. to learn to compromise. You need to learn to, to treat someone as an equal and think about them as much as you think about yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And it sounds like that's the kind of person you want. And, and as a guy and knowing many, many guys, it's hard to find those qualities because it takes so, it takes a lot to, to work, to be that way. If you weren't raised with those values yeah, is what what I find. I agree. It literally takes someone that's either gone through hardship Mm -hmm. and had to learn to empathize with people or who has taken the time to travel solo and discover themselves, right? And experiment with life and figure mm-hmm. out who they are. And I feel like when you meet those kind of guys, you'll know them from day one because they will treat you completely differently. Right. And hopefully when the time comes, you can see that and you are ready for that and you're willing to embrace it. But I think like the combination you want, a lot of those guys are taken. <laughs> no. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> But I think, I guess, actionable, since that's not, I think, like, what we talked about, just staying true to your own values, and, like, when these people come back, like, as much as you want to help them, like, like, I guess more it's, like, my own time, like, respect that, and, like, set that boundary, and then I think the right people will start to filter in more. Well, also, I think it's, like, you need to figure out when we talk about like, um, I've been ghosted, I've been breadcrumb, I've been benched. You have to think about why is this happening to me? Yeah. And not so much why are people doing this to me, but what am I doing to attract these type of people? Right. So it's about choosing the right people to begin with. And fair for someone who is alpha, who has your life in control and you take, you definitely take charge. I'm very surprised that you don't call these men out. You're nice about it. You're very politically correct about it. But you should say what you did to me or what you're doing to me. I'm not okay with it because you're disrespecting my time. Because ultimately these men are going to prey on women who let them do this, right? And um, same for women who are breadcrumbing men. I'm not saying only men do this. But I think people get away with it because someone's allowing them to do it. So at least individually, we can all take responsibility and stop it at our own individual level. Um, The other takeaway I have is that dating is not a battle. It's not war. We can't (laughs) think about going out there and and being like, well, um, who's going to win this challenge and who's going to get through the hoops? And, you know, ultimately, who's going to be like the, the decision maker in this relationship? I think I think it's a dance. Dating is a dance and we're learning each other's steps. We're learning each other's motions. And I, and I wish we would all come together and think about this more as like this big 
ball that we're going to and you're just looking for a dance partner who you can really jive with and maybe you'll you'll step on their toes every once in a while but it's about that final dance and being being like we really fit well together in in this one motion right so i think we sh- we need to stop thinking about dating as a battle in all in, in, in all, all sense said. of that all word said, yeah. yeah i actually yeah. would advise everyone to take some sort of partner dance classes <laughs> because you learn so much from those yeah. it's not i mean when you watch people like salsa dance or waltz you you're like oh this is just choreographed they know exactly where to go but most of it is freestyle it's mm-hmm. all based on the partner's communication based on hand gestures right mm-hmm. like a little push on the shoulder a, like a push on the hands so i wish we take more of these classes because it's about communicating with your partner where you're going next, Mm -hmm. and then how are you going to finish that move? It'd be a good challenge for everyone. Okay, question of the day. So this comes from Jessica, and she said that I have been in an on-again, off-again relationship for a while now, and my friends keep telling me that I need to just let it go, but I really do think it's timing. Like, he's been really stressed at work and needs to get his stuff together. What are your takes on this? Thoughts, guys? I mean, my thoughts, since I just went through that, <laughs> my friends are right, girl. <laughs> I think it depends. I think um, in my previous relationship, um, my ex's way of coping was to drink and to, you know, smoke and to do those things. Um, that was his coping mechanism, whereas I would prefer to communicate. Mm-hmm. And I tried really, really hard to just get him to communicate more and more. And he did eventually over time, but that's a lot of work. So do you really want that project? Right. Or right. would it be easier for you to save that time and just go and meet all sorts of guys that are out there? This is mm-hmm. a great big world. Go travel and go have fun and go see what's out there. If he's meant to be, we'll come right back. But yeah, I, I would tend to echo that. I think that as as human beings and because dating is so hard and meeting the right person is like finding a needle in a haystack right and so when you think you have them you really don't want to let them go Mm -hmm. especially because you don't really know what the odds are and you don't really know how many other people out there that you're compatible with but the time and attention and energy that you dedicate to this one person Mm -hmm. is time and energy that you're not right. spending trying to find somebody right, right. else in the meantime, right? And right. so it's just important to to be honest with yourself and recognize the situation that you're in and know that time is passing you by. Mm-hmm. And and you could be living and dating and going out and doing these other things and let him figure himself out. And when he gets to a point where right. he is ready to give, give you that time, because work isn't so crazy, if that ever is even the reason. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, but... You know, I'm 30. Work's been crazy for like 15 years. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Well, exactly. I actually have a friend that for 10 years they were like friends hooking up. They tried dating and then it like didn't work out and then they back to hooking up. It was like this on again, off again mess for years. And we were all like, lose him, you know, like right. not worth it. And now they're married. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is not because she's stuck around. She basically was like, I'm done, like cold turkey, like this is not happening. Then he realized on his own accord what he was missing and then came back. And I think that's the only way. Like sometimes I think some of it was that he just needed to grow up and like find different priorities. Mm -hmm. And like her staying there in the wings was not going to help him do that. If Mm -hmm. anything, like leaving it was the only way for that to happen. Yeah, I really think, again, the word is communication. It's about communicating your needs. I think it's so easy when, when again, when you have your shit together for your friends to be like, just leave him. You deserve better. There's plenty of men out there. I've said that to so many of my girlfriends. And then now thinking back about relationships and how, how it's magical and amazing but how difficult it is to find someone that you really get along with and be in a relationship with it's not something you can give up on so easily but you have to communicate your needs so if you need more time you need to commute let your partner know give them a chance to explain and tell tell you what they want out of the relationship and figure out a plan it's about strategizing together i mean we've talked to a um a former divorce lawyer, he said, if a relationship was good, it has a potential to be great. 
So if there's a baseline of a good relationship, then you can work on it to make it great again. Yeah, well, I think it's hard because in this question, we don't fully know what the history is, but I do agree, like, you don't want to just give up on everything, like at the sign of it not working, but also there's a line. And like we're mm-hmm. talking about like sticking around when you're not feeling respected yeah. is never going to get it there. And like, I personally like to believe that things have a way of working themselves out if they're meant to be. So yeah, I mean, I think obviously put your best foot forward, but then realize when it's time to like, let it go too. Yeah. But you have to communicate that first. Yeah. Communicate your needs. Yeah. Cool. Well, Farrah, thanks so much for sharing your breadcrumbing experiences with us. We haven't really talked about breadcrumbing on our show yet. No, we have so a lot new. of ghosting, <laughs> but not as many people have come forward with breadcrumbing. Although yeah. some of them kind of are. It's maybe just the new term. I don't know. Yeah. And who knows what's <laughs> going to be next year? My friend put it best. He goes, whatever the term is, it's just a new term for saying you're being an asshole, (laughs) (laughs) which is true. So again, I think we have to be really responsible for our own actions before we can judge other people's actions. So again, guys, be respectful of your time and be respectful of other people's time. I don't know if you guys have read that Mark Manson article that's like, fuck yes or fuck no. Have you guys read that? And it's like, basically like, if this person is not a fuck yes, then that is not the person. Mm -hmm. So I think like when someone's breadcrumbing you, it's like, Clearly, like, I'm not a top priority for them. Maybe I will be in the future. Who knows? But right this minute, I'm not. So, Mm -hmm. like, letting it be not a reflection of you, but just, like, where they're at and then kind of, like, being like, okay, I want someone that I am that person for. And then looking at it that way might be a good approach, too. Yep. But listeners, you guys are a fuck yes for us. We love hearing from you. So if you want to be a guest on our show or you just want to write in and tell us some of your ideas or if you want to recommend a friend to be on the show, we love to hear from you. And um, again, we have a revamped website. There's so much content on there. You guys need to go to datablepodcast.com to check it all out. All right, let's wrap this up. On that note, stay dateable. Your action item for this week is to do a little self-reflection. If you find yourself having the same thing happen to you over and over again, such as people ghosting or flaking on you, really think about what is it about you that attracts this type of behavior? It's time to shift that why me mentality to how can I change mentality? One thing's for sure, you can't change other people. You only have control over yourself. Also, follow us on Instagram as we're about to announce the details for our upcoming holiday contest. Our handle is at datablepodcast. If you didn't know already, in our off-season, we launched a premium series called The Why Series, where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We've had some great feedback on how actionable these episodes are, so check it out on our website under the tab Y Series. Or you can now buy directly from iTunes Music. The most efficient way to meet new people is a combination of online and offline. 500 Brunches has your offline covered. Connect over brunch with new friends. Come alone or bring a buddy. There is always a table full of friendly faces, mimosas, and eggs benedict. Sign up at 500brunches.com and use the code DATEABLE for a free entry. To connect with us, visit datablepodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under Datable Podcast. Mm-hmm.